All right. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of How I Met Your Mortgage. As always, I'm your host, Adam Smith, with Just the Tips Coaching. And with me pretty much, as always, is our marketing director, one of our other coaches, all-around superhuman, and newlywed, Jen Weybor hart Hey, Jen. Oh, I almost said that. Oh, you Not too bad, considering I'm under the weather. That's a running joke for those of you that aren't (laughs) regulars. We uh, Usually, I'm apt to say good morning, and we know that most of our audience is probably not doing this in the morning, afternoon, evening, whatever. So, uh, that's been a running joke for years and yep jen you blew it this time i know (laughs) all right so we have a really cool guest for you guys today a colleague of ours a real estate agent in what we would refer to or what jen and i would refer to as the high country and for those of you that are familiar with oh what's really going to be colorado wyoming new mexico utah the uh desert southwest the high desert the rocky mountain region we would gladly introduce Allison Allie Simpson from Dillon, Colorado. How are things at altitude today, well, Allie? Yeah, so nice to be chatting with you. It's a total treat to be chatting with you. And it is it's cold up here this morning. Uh, a basin ski area opened up yesterday, and we've got some snow up here. So come on up, see you on the slopes. Yeah, we've got some snow down here. So yeah, that would be expected. I think when I got up, it was 13 degrees in Denver. So it's probably a little chillier for you this morning. Yeah, but it's absolutely gorgeous out. Gorgeous. Uh, Blue skies and sunshine and that uh, white snow reflecting everything. It's always a a really cool day after the snow flies, no doubt about it. So Ali, give us a little bit of background about you. And we know that you are a real estate agent in the Colorado high country, Dillon. I'm assuming that means pretty much all of Summit County. All of Summit County. We know that our real estate agents that are in the high country do quite a bit of traveling. Uh, The houses are further and uh, uh, fewer and farther apart, which is a big deal and lots of mountain terrain and windy roads and those kinds of things. But how did you get involved? And have you always been in Dillon? Well, I, you know, the only place I've ever sold real estate is in Summit County, but actually okay. it's not as big as, you know, like the Denver metro area. I don't have to drive very far. You know, oh. the farthest I would go would be, you know, maybe as far as Hoosier Pass. Sometimes we go into Fair Play, but, okay. you know, half an hour, 40 minutes, that's that's kind of our, our long distance drive. But <laughs> to answer your questions, I got into real estate. Um, I started as a ski instructor at Keystone when I, uh, I, traveling around and sort of landed here. I'm a Colorado native and came back home. I missed the mountains and was teaching skiing for a while. And then I really realized, you know what, I, I'd like to use my brain a little bit more in a different way. And um, so I got into real estate and was working along. I had a, a good mentor and friend, um, Joyce Manager, who had who owned Summit Real Estate. And then she decided to retire. And so I took over her business in 2005. And um, have been just running the show and being the the team leader and the rainmaker ever since. We have a, a small, uh, I would say, a boutique brokerage. Although I think that definition is is kind of broad. It, it depends. We've got I have uh, there's there's five brokers and um, three or four admin, and um, we like it that way. It's, it's just we work as a team and um, been doing it and just running our gig here for since 2005. Okay, and let's get into that later on here because I do think that 
<clears throat> there's a lot of good content in our team structure discussion, no question. And I think Jen and I would refer to our mortgage operation as boutique as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Small number of loan originators, small number of uh, support admin, uh, whatever you would describe, LOAs, processors, those kinds of things in our gig, like you would have TCs and admin and yeah. those sorts of things. And I think it's worth talking about the fact that as a kid, we did ski club at Keystone. Yes, ski club. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day when they would actually come pick your children up at 6 a.m. on a Saturday. I did that too. <laughs> take you straight to the lift. Uh-huh. Wear us out. We'd ski all day. And then they'd dump us back on our parents' porch at 6 p.m. <laughs> yeah. And I think the uh, real benefit there is that no matter what it cost, my parents had a full day off all winter long from their children. And yeah, we were uh, up <laughs> probably still one of my favorite and most familiar mountains in spent a lot of time on the snow recently in Steamboat, but yeah, probably it's a lot of fun too. We're so lucky. And then anyway, oh, we're so lucky. Yeah. Uh, it's well, it's good to be in Colorado. No question. And even better to be a native. Sorry, Jen. <laughs> It's okay. I'm she, proud of my Maine heritage. All right. She and she will get her there. There, there will be an honorary citizen. All right. Yeah. Coming. Um. So yeah, I do want to talk about your team and your team structure, but I would love for you to give us some insight as to how you got started, where the business came from, where it comes from now. I mean, I'm get okay. Let's not pull any punches because all you see yeah. it. Everybody in the resort towns is a real estate agent and a ski lift operator and a server in a restaurant and a ski patrolman and, and, and. So again, the, the per capita of real estate agents in the resort town seems to be significantly higher than anywhere else. Yeah. Okay. So. And the dropout rate is also higher. I'll bet that's true. <laughs> yeah. That does not surprise. And it's already a high rate. So yeah, that does not surprise me. So was there overlap or you. Uh, ski instructing and doing real estate at one time? I sure was. I sure okay. was. Um, I was, you know, because when you start in real estate, you don't, as you know, you don't have a paycheck coming in in two weeks. No, you don't. Have some, have some backup there. You got it. So I was, yeah, I was, not only was I teaching skiing, I was also um, cleaning office buildings and just whatever hmm. I could after work to have, have some income until I got that first paycheck, which fortunately didn't take too long, but. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually really cool. Um, and how long do you think that period was where you were doing more than just real estate? You know, I taught skiing for a lot, of, a lot. I would say I taught skiing for maybe six years because I just loved it. So yeah. I would, you know, pick up when I could. And, and that really was fun. And also a ski pass. So that was great. Right. Um, but yeah. I, I, I only cleaned the office buildings for probably about six or eight months, something like that. Well, maybe it was a year. But not not all that long, but it was just nice to have a little bit of cushion. And, um, you know, you don't make much money being a ski instructor, but it, it sure is fun. Well, and I people who see the mountains see even Denver, like yesterday's a good example. There's plenty of national television exposure for the Denver Broncos. Well, probably oh. more for the Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs and actually probably more for Taylor Swift. Now that I'm mean, on the subject. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people saw that we had snow, that it was yeah. cold, so on and so yeah. forth. And people do think that's how winters are in Denver when 
they're not. They're usually warm and dry and clear and sunny, very brown. We have a very beige landscape in the winter. Yeah. But oh, we always say that like our best marketing is if it snows on Sunday or Monday night football. Totally. Absolutely. That's like, mm-hmm. yes. People are like, oh, right. Oh, it I mean, snows there all the time. Let's go skiing. Right. <laughs> um, but I do think it's worth you know, mentioning that for our brethren that are doing this, that are in real estate, that happen to be in these ski resort communities, that it's a part-time gig no matter what, because we can't ski year-round. We talked about the fact that the earliest opening just occurred at a basin. Half of their terrain is above timberline, above 10 or 11,000 feet. So this is the earliest we can ski, basically beginning in November. And come April, May, maybe a basin gets into June, maybe that's it. It is part time, no matter how you slice it. Seasonal, we call it here. Seasonal. Okay, I will (laughs) absolutely roll with that. Um, And I do think it's important to understand that in addition to being seasonal, it's a gas working you know, where your ski patrol or ski instructor is absolutely a kick. And I think it's worth mentioning how crazy expensive a ski pass is. Yeah. I mean, if you did it for no other reason than to have your annual pass, it may very well be worth it. Um, all right. So how long ago would you say you were doing real estate and nothing else full time? Well, it was back in the 1900s. <laughs> I always say I've been doing it, doing it for approximately 100 years. Okay. Long, but um, yeah, back in the 1900s. I mean, I got licensed in 1994. Oh. Uh, and um, so have been doing it full time ever since, you know, just as an aside. I also, um, I, taught, I taught skiing for a while, so teach yoga. I've been a yoga instructor for a long time. So I, I like to mix it up, sort of the the yin and the yang and keep the the balance going a little bit. But, um, you know, the other thing that you were were talking about how, yes, seasonally you have to have something that you can do year round when you're trying to get off the, off the ground here in real estate. Um, You know, there's lots of different things you can do and, you know, there's such a service industry, but the other thing that's really fun about real estate is here anyway, is that we, you know, I'm, I'm not working, typically with somebody who's had a job transfer or mm. who is trying to get into a different school district or mm. is a little bit more desperate for, oh my God, we have to move tomorrow. You know, this is this is playtime. This is all lifestyle. This is people mostly who just want to ski and have a place in the mountains. And, you know, that's kind of something, that's another thing. I My folks had a second home up here. So I kind of grew up with that. And um, that was a big inspiration for me to kind of keep doing it because I saw how much fun it was and just to be able to kind of get back to that, your spirit in the mountains a little bit. That so, makes yeah, a whole a lot of sense. Yeah. And I, th- I think it's worth uh, mentioning at this point that Jen's also a yoga instructor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. I appreciate you throwing that out there. Um, and Jen is also a jack of all trades. She's probably you know, got a small handful, maybe even half a dozen gigs going on at any given time. And it was probably more when I met her. Um, She has been able to uh, grow our businesses pretty substantially and her own uh, marketing work as well. So nice. uh, she's been able to uh, scale that back down. But yeah, let's certainly talk about your team. 
Um, and I don't want to go back into the 1900s here. We understand that you were navigating with actual paper maps like a pirate. My, my kids are dumbfounded when I tell them I'm older than Google. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> I, I promise, kids, I am older than Google. Oh <clears throat> yeah. Um, but what did the team look like when you took it over? You said that was 2005? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, actually, um, Adam, it is very similar to when it was then. It, it's okay. grown. Um, when I took over, there were there were two buyer specialists and a full-time transaction coordinator. Um, and right now we have four buyer specialists and um, a transaction coordinator who works remotely and uh, operations manager. And we also have a social media coordinator um, and a weekend person. So it's grown a little bit, but not a ton. I, I, we, you know, it's been the same space and we, um, I don't know, we work really well this well. We're, we're always kind of looking for talent and, um, I think ready to grow a little bit more than we have in the past, but yeah. Uh, in terms of what sales ops, both. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, just looking for another buyer specialist in our, in our space would be a, a good, a good thing. We've got, um, you know, I, I don't look at like, you know, sometimes you think, oh, you get one more person, that means the leads diminish or everyone gets less. And I just really think of it as the pie will expand and that everything will grow because everyone's got their own sphere of influence and their own um, connections. So that's what we're hoping to do right now. Yeah, I I would caution uh, agents in their existing teams or companies about really having your mindset right when it comes to your team lead or your broker owner, your managing broker wanting to expand that way. Um, I think that that really bleeds into a lot of scarcity mindset versus mm. abundance mindset kind of activity. And for those people that have an abundance mindset, you can tell they're never concerned about it. They're, they know there's plenty of business to go around if you're good at what you do. And they help other people get business and be better at what they do, which I'm gathering is what's going on in your office in a pretty robust way. And I think that the people that have that scarcity mindset are the ones who are like, oh, we're going to, uh, you know, have to have a smaller portion of leads. And for, for those of you that are of that mindset right now, I've got news for you. It's already a significantly smaller pie. Real estate business coast to coast is down significantly from 20, 21, so on and so forth. Fractional amount of business going on right now. But the vast number of agents, loan originators, everybody that are getting out of the business is also probably some of the biggest we've ever seen. So yeah, smaller pie, bigger pieces. Please, please check that scarcity mindset shit at the door. Leave it behind. If you want to be good at this, if you are convinced you're going to be good at this, you should have an abundance mindset. It's the only way that you're, you're going to succeed with this. Yeah. And I would be willing to bet that if you are uh, looking for a home where that would occur for you, uh, maybe you ought to check out Summit County, Colorado and <laughs> look up Allie Simpson. So, yeah, I think that that would uh, be uh, something that our audience would really. You know, you know Anna, one, one other thing that occurs to me is, you know, when people are talking about, oh, my business is so down from, you know, 2021, 2022, whatever it was. I'm like, okay, but is it down from 2018 or 2017? Oh. Like, no, it's not. It's really not. The, you know, it, we had this huge, great, amazing spike in appreciation and, and thank you, thank you. And, and while the rates were low. 
Yes. Yes. Right. And so, okay, that was, that was a, the unicorn years. And now it's like, okay, we're, we're not down. We're just more normal and we're more yeah. leveling. Our prices are still up. Um, yep. We still overall here in Summit County, it's still a leaning uh, seller's market. You know, it's funny, the different towns kind of, you know, Frisco is still a strong seller's market. Breckenridge, maybe a little bit more of a buyer's market, um, but mostly it's still a strong market because there's not a lot of inventory, but you know, the, the pie is still big. <laughs> and I think to compare anything to the unicorn years is not smart and it, and it will get you out of that abundance mindset because you'll start to feel the scarcity, but it's like, no, be grateful for that and look back to where we are and, and where we're still going. I think it's all good. I'm going to use that. The unicorn years. <laughs> I, and don't get me wrong. We talk about it a lot. We talk about it with coaching clients. We talk about it with people that probably should be or should have been, but we saw a lot of behavior in real estate agents and mortgage originators where they were doing things in 2020 and 2021 as if their belief was that it was always going to be like that. Yeah. Uh, gross lack of personal financial responsibility, <clears throat> these kinds of things. And yeah, I for the people that had been in the business for a long time, and I certainly have been, as have you, I've seen previous downturns uh I was a broker owner in 0708 uh those kinds of things yeah. but yeah i think uh, the unicorn years uh, the unicorn era is probably the great great way to put it uh because it was it was an enormous uh, anomaly it was very abnormal and i think that you're probably right ali i think if we look at what's going on now with 17 18 even 19 I'll bet it's pretty similar. Yeah. 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 It is here. You know, it's, and the prices are still higher. So it's, oh, right. easy, to, yeah. it's easy to talk to sellers about that when they say, oh, I missed the peak. I missed it. I missed it. It's like, well, no, you didn't. Compared to what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. You missed it. No, you really didn't. You missed it if you, if you wanted to be at the tip top of April 2022. That is. Yes. The <laughs> okay. If you wanted the very best in that month. Yes. You yeah. would. But <laughs> April of 25, your real estate is going to be worth more still. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, hang, hang in there, home sellers. All yeah. Uh, well, unless you don't want to, because boy, we sure could use the inventory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if you want, I'm not holding anybody back. If you want to sell your house, please, for the love of God, sell your house. <laughs> there are lots of people that want to buy it. I promise. <laughs> so, yeah, that's certainly the nature of the beast. Um, Jen, I I've got to assume you've got all kinds of questions for Ali. You guys have a lot in common. More and more as I'm looking at like side-by-side -side social media profiles and these kinds of things. Yeah, it's not just about being blonde, I promise. So, But yeah, I think that Ali kind of has a unique take on all of this because of her longevity yeah. in the business, because of her ability to do different things at the same time. Uh, it screams a lot of Jen to me. Well, I think it's just cool. We don't have a lot of guests on the show in that are doing real estate in the mountains. A lot of mm -hmm. them are in the Denver Metro, Colorado Springs Metro. Um, so I think there's this cool, unique piece that you're working with people who are, like you said, looking for this home that's for fun. It's this yeah. place to escape with their families. Um, but I am curious, where does that business come from? What does your lead generation look like now? Yeah. Um, so in Summit County, 
of all of the, you know, properties that we have here, about um, 65% of them are second homeowners or investors. Wow. Wow. So not that many local, I mean, you know, 30, 35% locals. And then of that piece of that pie, we're talking about pie a lot. Um, <laughs> Those, those things. Thanksgiving's coming. Yeah. It's fine. Um, of that 65%, um, about 65, 70% come from the front range from, wow. you know, Colorado Springs wow. up to, up to uh, Fort Collins. And, you know, the other 30%, a lot of, a lot of Texans, a lot of Californians, <laughs> the, the Californians come here and they're just like, the things are so cheap there. Okay. I guess so. That's yeah. why the prices are Not going. compared to Texas, but. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, um, so yeah, so we get you know primarily from from the Denver metro area is where most of our um, our buyers are coming from, and where most of the owners are. And I think that's kind of a you know the National Association of Realtors they have a uh, report they do on second homeowners um, that they put out every year, and uh, it's like fifty thousand pages long. I don't know why they make it so long, but um, I can guarantee no realtors ever read it all. <laughs> no, John, haven't. But um, the you know, they they say the average um, second home is within a two hour radius, two hours difference from their primary residence. So it makes sense that we get lots of people coming up from Denver. How do they I've find got one how about they, that range? I was going to say just about three hours, right, Adam? Yeah, two and a half. Cabin, two and a half from where? Uh, uh, I'm out. Uh, we've got a cabin outside of Westcliff. Oh, okay. So yeah. south of you. A little bit yeah. further, yeah. A little bit further. Uh, yeah. There yeah. was a ski resort there twice, in fact. Okay. Uh, it has opened and failed. Conquistador. Conquistador. Okay. Conquistador. And I guess the real issue there is it's very, very difficult to make snow in the high desert. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I, I did not, I've not heard of that before, so i got to get on it, I guess. Yeah, you'll have to Google that. Conquistador. <laughs> but Jenny, you ask, how, how do they find us? Yeah. I mean, we, we do... We do all the marketing channels that we can think of, um, you know, from doing just geo farming. I send out a lot of postcards to, you know, homeowners that own here in this in this area um, that live somewhere else. So they get a lot of, of postcards. Um, we have a, a, a killer website that we, you know, nurture and um, it ranks real high when people are looking for real estate in Dillon. Oh, don't um, be shy. Give us that address. Uh, oh, summitrealestate.com super easy. Uh, and the, I guess, you know, things we're can't exactly track a bunch of sales to, but like I said, we have a social media coordinator, so we are doing a lot on social, um, trying to, I'm going to pause you right there. Cause it's such an important point that you just made, uh, that I deal with a lot because social media is where I hang out. Um, the fact yeah. you cannot directly, you can't say, oh, I got this buyer because they saw my pretty post of a house last week. Um, yeah. But the nurturing part that you mentioned on both the website and the social media, that it's not, um, Josh Pitt spoke at our event, Mile High Mastermind, I think it was 2020. It was about how 2020. It, uh, ROI of social media and people want to say, oh yeah, my post on Facebook made me X amount of dollars. Yeah. And it's just, that's not a thing. So I just wanted to that's pause real thing. quick. <laughs> like, it's just, it's yeah. just not a thing. And, and so as, as a result, it's, it's hard to stay dedicated to it. Absolutely. You know, cause mm. you're like, dang, what, what am I doing? Is, you know, people will say, oh, how's it going? You're doing a great job on social. Is it working? Like, yeah. right. What does working mean? Yes. Uh, yeah. What is, yeah? yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, I think it's, it's just remembering um, that, you know, brand awareness, like top of mind Absolutely. that when people are ready, 
you need to have, they need to have seen your name. They need to have seen you and they need to have either, however that is, you know, we have um, also a lot of the sellers that I work with are a lot of people that are, they've been here for a while. They're a little bit older. They're not really dialed into social as much as, you know, the um, people that are buying here are. So we have to be sort of mindful of our audiences of who's, who's looking at it and, and what they're, what they're using it for. So. I think that there's a lot of relevance to that. And I know for all of you listening, it's impossible to quantify and qualify what kind of results you're getting from your social media, from your podcast, on and on and on, these kinds of things. But I usually regale people with this tale of a woman who accosted me in an airport. Uh, (laughs) Jen and I were on our way to a conference in Atlanta. And I'm not in my usual outfit. I'm in jeans. It's going to be cold where we're going. I'm wearing a sport coat because I'm going to need it to be on stage. Easier than putting it in my suitcase. It was winter time. And uh, I'm wearing a mask because that was the uh, the style at the time. <laughs> the style. That was the style at the time. And I'm probably chatting with the TSA agent as I'm going through security theater. And she, from behind me in line, says, you're Adam Smith. And how she knows me because she consumes my content, which is really the idea. We just want as many people consuming as much of the content as we can possibly get. And every now and then I'm reminded of it. In fact, I went to a Halloween party Saturday night and the usual hi, okay, introduce yourself, blah, 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 to the people you don't know. And this woman, a real estate agent, you're just the tips. I recognize your voice. Your voice, yeah, you And that is the kind of, quantifying or qualifying that we're going to get when we're constant and consistent about things like social media. So yes, you're both right. It's almost impossible to do that. But every now and then you're going to see those nuggets. You're going to recognize those diamonds for what they are as a result of your activity. So yeah, please keep going. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we're doing it. Yes. And it's, it's been, um, it's been a lot of fun just refining our video, uh, you know, presence on all the social channels. And, you know, we, we kind of, one thing we do that I, I recommend that people do if they're trying to get into video is, you know, pick a day a month that you sit down and video, a, you record a bunch of videos. Um, we call it just batch video day. And um, we have, you know, our social media coordinator comes that day. You could have anyone run the camera, but it's just, you know, bring a couple different outfits. And, you know, we usually go to one of our listings that's a pretty house and we'll, you know, stand in different locations around the house and just talk about, you know, we've got a calendar that we use for the month and then you just knock it out and then you don't have to think about it and it's done and just makes it so much easier. So true. <laughs> Couple things. Yeah. Batching videos. I did um, a workshop at our Mile High Mastermind on batching content in general. And yeah. I think that's the biggest hurdle for people is they're like, yeah. but I, I don't have the time to plan all this content. And just like you're saying, take, take a day and just yeah. knock it all out. Adam and I record on Tuesdays, but I mean, every few weeks or so one of us is missing from the office. And last week, I think we recorded three uh-huh. I believe. So it's just a matter of it's, and again, another point you made is calendar. It is on our, both of our calendars. We know what we're going to, when we're going to record. Yeah. Um, just like our birthday video, we always record it the week of my birthday because there's a cake yeah. in the office and my birthday's in December. So that's very uh, true. Yeah. That is when we record the birthday video for the next year. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah. So no matter yeah. when that is on your calendar, just make it yeah. consistent. Yeah. I, I like the idea more and more. I've been working on this in my own habits and whatnot, but just, 
you know, make the decision once and then you don't have to make it again. Like Ooh, I, I like decide that. that I'm going to work out, you know, Monday, Wednesday and Friday this week. I don't wake up Wednesday and go, mm, should I go to the gym? It's like, no, I already made the decision to go work out. So I'm working out. Like I, I made the decision to do my batch videos today. I'm going to make 15 videos. I've already made that decision, which I think can eliminate. They they call that the decision fatigue. You know, mm -hmm. where you talk about just yep. like, oh, you know, I heard this. I'm, I'm babbling right now, but I think this is really interesting that part of the reason that grocery stores have like all the fresh produce and stuff in the beginning is because we're, we're much more discerning when we first get there. Like, are we going to get this carrot or that carrot? Are we going to get this or that? What are we getting? What are we doing? And then by the time we've seen the, you know, 100,000 items in the store, when you get toward the, you know, you get get around to like the chips and the cookies. You're like, you know, okay, I've been the fatigue. I, you know, <laughs> okay. I just thought that was so interesting that they strategically That's do that because really they know that we're going to have decision fatigue by the end of the store. Actually, so I don't make the decision, do it, and then Allie, it's this made. is not ridiculous. Yeah, yeah I that's would so cool. say that of all the sales psychology we implement, we adapt to, we learn from, that we coach on. I would say grocery store sales psychology is near the top of the list. Mm. Everything from end caps to how the store flows to, yeah, on and on. Uh, okay. I guess we haven't done a whole lot of research since there's uh, been a self-checkout. Mm. We'll have to revisit what kind of psychological yeah. impact that has on the consumer. <laughs> but yeah, you're absolutely right. And that that is a hot spot for sales psychology. Look yeah. at your uh, local grocery store with wider eyes, folks. Yeah, what are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> well, and it may pay dividends for you when it comes to selling real estate or mortgages or insurance or yeah. financial planning or cars or whatever our audience happens to be selling. Yeah. yeah. The grocery store is a good one to learn a thing or two. Yeah. Well, somehow it is already been 30 minutes, but Ali, how can people reach you if they're interested in buying or selling up in the mountains? How can yeah. they get a hold of you? Yeah. Well, summitrealestate.com is a great place to start. we got tons of good resources on there for buyers and sellers. And um, that's we got our phone numbers and everything on there too. So that's the best awesome. way. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, for taking the time out of your Monday morning. Um, for everybody else, if you want to learn more about Just the Tips coaching, you can text TIPS to 63566 and it will ping you back all the things. You can book a free hour of coaching with us. You, I need to add this, but Adam has a new book out today. I have old um, book. So, oh. and, yep, so I don't have the new book, but yes, it is right? out today. Yes. So I will add that link to our text code. Adam has a new book out today, which is very exciting. Um, you can also get past episodes of the show, find our podcast on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon. Um, and before long, you'll be able to get information on our 2024 conferences. Yeah. Soon. It's a lot. So, it's a lot. All we've, the things. Text we've text. got all the things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, it's been a total treat chatting with you guys. Thanks so much for thinking of me. Oh, no, absolutely. And we'll do it again. Um, yeah, let's let's get Allie back on the books because there are a lot of things that I still want to ask her. <laughs> awesome. So, okay. yeah, let's do that. And for <laughs> the rest of you, you can catch us live on Monday mornings at 1030 Mountain Time and a couple of days later on the podcast. I should say that that's Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube live. Or you can catch us a couple of days later on the podcast, Amazon, Spotify, and Apple. And from Just the Tips Coaching, thanks for tuning into another episode of How I Met Your Mortgage, and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks Bye. a lot. Mm -hmm.